architecture a huge staple in my life. Find me here each month trying to unpack the question, is architecture dying? I hope to inspire and shake things up just a little on the real on architecture. Hello and welcome to The Real on Architecture. Um, today's episode is an updated episode. Uh, just to give you a breakdown on the future of this podcast and the direction of architecture. Um, yeah, there's so much to tell. Okay, where do I start? <laughs> uh I think I'm going to title this podcast The Truth About the Architectural Industry. And why I'm going to name it that is simply because of my experience and other people that that I know their experience as well. That the sad truth is, if you are someone that's in architecture school, just graduating from architecture school, you have to be prepared to be unemployed a vast majority of a lot of your um your adult life some people are fortunate to have either um found a, a firm uh and able to carry it on for years like a big chunk of years and then others are fortunate to be able to move on when they needed to because that's another thing just being able to read the atmosphere of your uh, your firm and know when to look for a new job because you can sense a layoff is coming. That is a sad reality of this industry that, you know, you will be uh, on the breadline a lot of the times. And I, in particular, um, can, can attest to that. And other people that I know, they spoke of how many times they found themselves in a situation where they were um, unemployed or looking for a new job. Um, and that's, that's kind of sad because when you think about the industry and the, the delicate nature of it, I've all, this is why I've always said, um, that architecture seems to be one of those particular industries. It seems to be for the rich only because if you are working not on a constant basis, but you're working in a whenever things are busy basis. Um, the downside, the downtimes, you know, you you don't have to worry about anything. Your wealth will carry you through those times. And that's why I've always said in my the back of my head that I think this industry is for the wealthy because if you're not, you don't have a trust fund or you don't have some sort of wealth that can support you, you're going to have to have a secondary ways, of, a secondary mode of income um, that can balance off uh, the times that things are down. And um, this is just a sad truth. The sad truth about this industry, it is not... It is not one that you can depend on, and um, oh, this is so nice. Um, it, it's it's something that I just got a message on my phone about my grandmother. Really nice message. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, it's a really sad, sad truth.
Now, the question is, how can someone in this industry, um, what would I advise? Uh, I really don't know what to, to say, I can ad- how I can advise someone. Okay, just being aware of only information, I think that's the first step. Because, like, I've no- I'm noticing with myself that I like to know all the bits and details of something before I get into it. That can be... Uh, it can be from entering a business. It can be from b- getting into a relationship. It can be from having a child, um, being a, having a family. What is? The, tell me all the dirt. Tell me all the details, and we can make a decision. And you know, in all, I mean, I'm kind of going off here a little bit, but that is something that, uh, especially people of American people, are coming to um, the realization of, uh, because there's. What I'm finding a lot with, especially with progressive politics, the transparency is sad and it's also, it's refreshing, it's sad and it's like now you have to make a decision because when people find out the truth, that's kind of like what's happening now with politics. Now you, now you understand why politicians tend to mask the truth with Thing, other things, other notions, and politic things, you know, kind of give you like half truths. Because the full truth means you would have to make a decision, means that you would have to um, say, okay, I know that uh, like some other people will die, or I know that um, things will be rough, but I'm going into this full heartedly because I know that on the end, on the other side, things will be a bit better. There's always going to be casualty in every type of decision you make. There's always going to be a, a risk that you make. And so I think when it comes now down to um, architecture, knowing all the truths, that's what I'm trying to tell right now, um, that there are many people who, who are can be my parent. <laughs> they can not only be my parent telling me that, yeah, when I graduated from school, I didn't have a job. I was I got laid off probably four times within a year. Um, you know, uh, I worked at a place for six months. They had to lay me off, and then even today, I'm finding out that people are being hired and and laid off in four months, or people are uh, being fired, you know, fired or whatever you want to call it, lay off or whatever, because they want someone with more experience. Um, you're not good enough, you know, because you want someone with more experience. And this happens all the time. This is the world when it comes to private businesses that you're entering into. You're also entering into a world where most businesses in architecture are small businesses. There are, yes, a, there are a certain percentage that are big companies, but most of them are small. So when you're dealing with small companies on a regular there's always going to be ups and downs. Working in a big company has its pros and cons, which I'm not familiar with because I worked in a semi-medium-sized company in the past, um, but in a bigger company, like over almost 100 com- uh, people, it, it's, a different, um, it's a different game. You know, when they do layoffs, it's like a mass layoff. It's not like two people, three people. It's like, tens of people you know and um it's never pretty so how can this industry change and how can this industry thrive and be on the up scale of things 
I don't have the answer. It's um, There's no straight answer. Um, if you have an answer, maybe you can leave a comment and let me know what you think. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... I've thought of it sometimes, but I think for the most part, on an individual level, it's best that you have a backup plan or you have... Um, you have another alternative. I'm trying to get into real estate, and that will be um, a a topic that will be coming up in the following um, podcasts. Uh, I'll be talking about my investigative and um, what I've discovered with real estate, and because I've always been fascinated about it, and now I'm getting the opportunity to learn about it. So stay tuned on what I learn about it because I have a lot of people that I know that's very. Um, that really wants answers and you know what is the deal with real estate what's really going on what what is it you know and for me I will particularly be looking at the type of um, buyers and uh, buyers and tenants age groups um, because it's to me I see this as a case study like what can I study about this industry that I can bring to you guys um, in the podcast because those things are kind of important because people are like, what is going on? Why rent? Why is rent so expensive? Why home ownership is so hard? Um, what is really going on? Will there be a shift? I think that, for one thing, I think um, real estate will be changing. And I, I think it should be expanded to other things. Of course, every type of real estate, is, you know, it depends on what's, what's in and what's not in. Um... Right now, renting is probably the better way to go in terms of um, in terms of your where you're gonna live, your occupancy. Um, you know, but yeah. So, if you're a student or a recent graduate, um, I think now is the time to really think outside of the box because. It's a this is a, this is the real world. You're now entering a place that, um, you know, it's all about the bottom dollar and not so much about loyalty or, um, you know, yeah. It's it's a very different world out here. Um, it's no longer. This is why I've never been racing to grow up. <laughs> um, it's something that I just have to deal with. It's you're you're grown up now, so you just deal with it. But I've never been in a race to do this, so I really enjoy my childhood too much. Um, but it is it is something to to think of. Think of how can you expand your your ideas. Um, how can you be more of more than just uh, um focused on this in this industry have other interests other things that can you can potentially uh, make an income um yeah and and for me i'm i'm looking at so many things i'm always thinking of ideas it doesn't necessarily have to be in architecture but it could be in design you know design of something um be innovative be creative and um just don't depend on this industry as um, it's a sad thing to say because you know there's so there's a push to get people to get licensed but then what is the incentive like I work incentive based based um, if you are someone that's well off and uh, you have your life is set up in such a way that 
you can you're good you're good you're say if you're a woman you're married and your husband can take care of you you know you so if you're not working one a couple months it's not a big deal but for someone that's single or working class and ever so often you're getting laid off and it's it's not a a good feeling because you, you sometimes during those periods of time your life has to at a standstill now you're no longer saving you're using your savings you know now you're you know you know you're not progressing the way that you want to what if that money that you're trying to save was for something something special like you want to buy a home or something like that now you have to stop living and you have to use that that money because you don't know when things will you know progress the the way you want to so um this is a real world this is for the AIA and this is for NCARB. This is the real world. Um, there is no incentive in becoming a licensed architect. None whatsoever. The industry does not hold you down for anything. It all depends on the capitalist economic type of environment. You have to be inv inventive. You have to, be, you have to always think outside the box. You can't just be working in the industry. You have to either be doing something else. You know, whether it is, I saw this guy, he, he's making a platform for himself, a name for himself, um, writing, whether it's writing books, helping prepare people to take the license. And you ha you can't just be saying, okay, I'm going to 9 to 5, I'm going to, to work, etc., etc. Et you always have to be doing something else besides just a 9 to 5 job. And for people that are in the... Um, the work for the city you know that tends to be the more stable a job of architecture than the others for those people I must say also you have to be uh, preparing and getting yourself out there as well because you can become very lazy and comfortable within that situation you're in keep learning keep growing because what's happening is budget the budget of a city depends on your your job depends on that now, if there's a situation where, um, you know, like, for example, other city jobs, if people are not committing crimes, they're not doing anything, and everything is low, it's not that they don't need police, it's just that there's going to be nothing, a need for a lot of police. Same thing for architecture. Architecture is not doing good. You don't have anything to do. You don't have any um, work to look at. To, to you know to get approved so then a budget cut can happen in your industry as well which means there could be layoffs so it's like it's no one is ever in a safe place when it comes to architecture and uh, whether it's with the government or in private sector it's n it's not a safe industry and it's a sad reality but there's as I said before there's no incentive for getting a license you get a license in something that you can see a lot of people gravitating to and it's something that's um that's doing well right now you know um and that has consistent has like a constant basis for opportunity and jobs um and that's what that's like the truth about architecture uh it's beautiful it's great you know you can appreciate it from afar you can love it uh love buildings love new things you know whatever is going on but this is a reality this is a sad reality um and so just keep positive um stay tuned for more things on especially on real estate with me uh real estate architecture design interior design 
stay tuned for more of that. Don't forget to follow me on um, Twitter at TropicalNYAW. And you can follow me on Instagram. Primarily Instagram because I put I usually put up posts um, on when I put up a podcast there too. Mm-hmm. And um, I also, um, also look out for my children's book. That is coming out very, very soon. Um, I have a couple ideas of how it's going to be distributed. It's going to be mainly distributed at a very low price. I'm not sure the price yet. It's going to be very, very low digitally. So which that what I really means is I'm going to make a digital copy that once you purchase it, you can upload it. And you can either print it, which I would recommend people do. Print out a copy. You can get, like, you can get stuff printed out, um... Like, you can get, if you have some images, you can get it printed out and have it in a book form. Um, I can put, I will definitely put links of our businesses that I think do that as well in the, um, in the, in the description area. So that you can have it as a book, book form. Um, you know, that would allow me to keep the book itself at a low price. That, where people, you know, they go out and they actually make the book themselves. Um, that's just what I think is the best. Like, I want to keep it at a really low price so people can do what do with it whatever they want to. Um, I'm also thinking of doing the book in um, in a video form. So you're watching the book and I'm flipping the pages and while I read the book. So you're getting it in a, in a video form. Um, and that's going to be it. So the book is coming out very, very soon. I haven't forgotten about it. I... I had the, the story written and I have another one in my head that has to be made and the book is going to be all about architecture because again I think the appreciation from architecture needs to start from very young age and um, yeah and once the young generation understands and appreciates what architecture is they can their parents can eventually learn how much work goes into it and they can better appreciate it more you know so that's my whole objective with writing this children's book so the parents and children can learn about the industry and so that we can all live happily ever after (laughs) because this industry is tough 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 it's a lot of work um and it's a highly skilled uh industry and if people are not aware of it they think that they're spending their money in vain uh, what is why is it so expensive? Why you know why it's taking so long? It's just a drawing, you know. People don't understand how much goes into it, and um, I'm using this children's book as a way to educate children and parents about what an architect does, what is an architect. Uh, so do look forward to that, um, and you will be getting it. The, the book will be on the website and. That's it for now. So don't forget to follow me and uh, also to check out my website. It's called therealandarchitecture.com. The book is coming out very, very soon. It might be tomorrow. It might be Sunday. It's like that soon. So stay tuned and um, have a good one. Thank you for listening. Bye.